Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. We're here back for NBA Tuesday. I know we're a little bit day late. Uh, we decided to call an audible on a reaction to Wild Card Weekend, uh, and we will be doing that on Thursday. We'll be joined by Jake, so we wanted to save that for you guys for Thursday. But we're here with Luke today for NBA Tuesday. Uh, I'm once again joined by Christian, as always. Uh, we got a lot on the dock today, talking some trade deadline rumors, top 10 centers right now, a couple parlay talk, gambling talk, as always, better or worse, and who he played for. But before we get into that, uh, how are you guys doing today? Luke, I'll kick it to you, man. <laughs> work work <laughs> sucks, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tuesday, Thursday is rough for me. I got four back-to-back-to-back-to-back classes. So, yeah, I'm a little tired, but, gotcha. you know, excited for NBA Tuesday, man. Feeling good. Nothing right. heals more than basketball. Oh, yeah. really sports in general. But uh, no, I heard there's some some uh, cooking in the kitchen. I know you guys had some parlays going on. Uh, excited to hear. Yeah, what do we got? Yeah, so um, let's see here for the viewers out there listening. Um, I'll just read off some uh, games we got tonight. So we got the Raptors at Milwaukee Bucks at 7:30. We got the Nets at Spurs at 8 p.m. We got the Trailblazers at Nuggets at 9 p.m. And to kick it off, we have 76ers at Clippers. So some interesting games tonight. Um, mm. For this uh, Raptors-Bucks game, you guys got any predictions, player props, anything like that? Giannis goes for 100. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got? I'm pretty sure what the, you got, man? the spread is one and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like the Bucks. Uh one at minus one and a half tonight. I, I I the Bucks are usually a lock for me. Um I I will throw them on almost every parlay because they're gonna win like sixty, seventy percent of their games. So um yeah. I like the Bucks tonight. I know it's supposed I mean one and a half is supposed to be a close game, but they just match up well. They're just a better team. Yeah, um, it doesn't look like Giannis is playing tonight. I know that I think he was out their previous game, but yeah, I've also got the Bucks here. Um, I feel like it's not the most obvious pick, but I don't know. I, I think Milwaukee's just gonna kill him on the boards. Um as we know, we were talking about this earlier before we started, but the Raptors starting center is Pascal Siakam. I mean, I think he might be six seven, six eight if he's, you know, feeling good, but six nine. Yeah. Six, six, eight, six, nine, whatever. You know, he's he ain't no Brooke Lopez or Bobby Portis. So I think Bucks are going to kill him on the boards. And yeah, I think it'll be a good game, though. Yeah. Um, what's the next game on the docket? We got Brooklyn Nets at Spurs. This and... is one of my favorite plays of the day. Uh, Nets minus five and a half, I think, is a lock. Okay. I know the spread has actually moved back a little bit, but I got in at five and a half, and I felt pretty good about it. Okay, yeah, minus five. I I do like that. It's it's changed to minus four now. Um, I did read some stat that the the Brooklyn Nets versus the Spurs when they go to San Antonio are like two and 20 something i don't know some oh, i don't want to scare great. you but great probably, have probably they won like have, uh... 16 of their last 17 games well well that's like that. the thing i mean it's the at the end of the day this is not the same spurs team as you know they have been in the past like and i'm talking like you know early 2000s 2010s that type of thing 
Um, I, I think I would be comfortable with that minus five and a half, but yeah, you know, it's seems to be a somewhat high scoring game, nothing crazy, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to lean nuts here as well. That's solid. And then I like the Sixers tonight as well. I know that's an upset pick, but I, it's the Clippers. I don't like the Clippers at all this year. So, <laughs> yeah, we got Paul George and Kawhi both suiting up tonight for, I don't know how many times they've actually played together with the whole team, but you know, shout out to them. Um, yeah, I got Sixers. I mean, I, I'm a Sixers fan, so Harden's going to go drop a triple double and beads probably 35 plus. That's my, that's my prediction on that. How long have you been a Sixers fan, man? Um, you know, a while, a while. <laughs> Trade down on last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that guy up in that poster behind year? me, you know, I go where he goes. But hey, regardless, I, I digress. Um, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, What else we got here? Okay, and then last game, we got the Trailblazers versus the Nuggets. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I don't bet against the Nuggies. That's that's. Nuggets that's are looking real good. good. Yeah, they're 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 a top team right now. Oh yeah, and in my eyes, I don't really want to bet against them, especially yeah. Jokic, Mister. Yeah. Uh, I can do it all as a unathletic big man. Craziest yeah. thing yeah. I've seen in my life, man. The, the more you really break it down, like watch stuff, it's like, how is this guy, quite literally, like statistically one of the most efficient, if not the best player in the NBA? Yeah, like don't know. Beats me. But Dude, it, lo- it looks like he doesn't way. even try. Doesn't it looks like he doesn't even try out there? Yeah, he's he just, just throws, take the ball and just throw it at somebody. Like I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you can just you know Tom Brady TB twelve throw that and it's a dime every time. But yeah, I, would, uh, I don't know if we can really Yogi's. say TB twelve throws dimes anymore after last night. But I mean, oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, they boy. they couldn't do anything else. <laughs> Like they haven't been able to do anything else all year. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No. All right. Well. Okay. Anyway. That's anyway. <laughs> just just some stuff I'll I'll point out. Um, Jokic is. I think he's averaging nine point eight assists right now. So that's just ridiculous. He's I mean, he's a triple double man. Yeah. He's he's on the border of averaging one. Um, Damian Lillard has been on a heater as of late. Um, against the Nuggets. Um, he tends to go off, which I don't know. I don't really know why, but. In their yeah. last couple meetings, I think he had 31, 40, 34. Like, he's pretty good. Uh, I definitely took his over on points tonight in one of my uh, parlays. But, yeah, as for the – I'll also lean nuggets on that game as well. But, um, yeah, only four games tonight. So, um, yeah, I know you guys had some trade talk, some trade rumors. Um, what would you guys come up with? Because, obviously, nothing crazy has come out as of, you know – January 17th, but I'm excited to see what you guys got to say. Christian? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I guess the conversation really starts with the lack of trades. I mean, we are now, to my knowledge, yes, there's no watch on my wrist. Um, I believe two and a half weeks. It's all right. So probably close to three. Either way, I feel like we at least see one deal go down, you know, other than the Noah Vonley salary cap, you know, 900K saver, like yeah. very minimal. No one cares. Right. 
And I feel like more and more as I check my phone, it's like the OG Ananui trade value is like through. They were saying like DeJounte Murray values the asking price. They're not going to get it. Um, then I've seen Terry Ozier has become available. Pretty much anybody on the Hornets besides Lamelo Ball. <laughs> um, yeah. And <laughs> and really teams that just kind of have uh, access depth. I mean, the Clippers don't really need another guard. And really what John Wall brings is not something they uh, typically need. Um, I feel like the Pistons should definitely be sellers. They got uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, who is – okay, well, there's two, right? There's the there's the Atlanta one. It's either Boj- Bojan or Bogdan. <laughs> I don't know. Whichever one's on the Pistons is – The better one. That yeah, yeah he, he's had a flamethrower literally all year. And um, I believe Eric Gordon from the Rockets as well is a hot name. But, like, no – like, last year we saw Harden and Ben Simmons. At the time, Ben Simmons was, you know – I mean, he was garbage, but he wasn't complete garbage. Um, yeah, like, there was just some hot names getting moved last year. And I feel like this year it's more of those veteran, you know, who he played for guys, a couple journeymen, and, like, John Wall. Right, that like, we love, yeah. like in terms of value, is kind of around that radar. Um, I guess my really just question to the panel is: Is there a reason for this? Yeah, like I... we've seen a lot of trades. Is it more of just because of the parity in the NBA has become a point now where everybody's pretty close? I mean, in terms of like records and whatnot, it feels like the standings move every week. Um, I think a lot of GMs are. Honestly, not too sure where their team sits, and some might think they're, you know, should be selling at the deadline when they shouldn't be. Some should think that they're contenders when they're not going to be. Jazz kind of strike me as example, but whatever you guys think, uh, I'm just kind of curious as to. I haven't seen a whole lot, man. Yeah, I, I think the market. Um, is a little different than it's been in years past simply because of what you said. It's, uh, in my opinion, the standings are so congested outside of Denver, Memphis, and Boston uh, that yeah. there's really a lot of teams, GMs that feel like they're right there. They're just going to need a couple games to go their way. So why do they need to make a big blockbuster move, right? The only team we've consistently talked about like needing blockbuster you know, to make a big splash would be my opinion, maybe Dallas, right? Oh, yeah. They're still a fourth set. or fifth seed, though. Like, and yeah, as they're much still as they a fifth seed. That's what I was about to say. So it's like, uh, you know, they're they're tied. Their 24 wins is tied with the Kings, who are 24 and 18. They just have three more losses. And they're two games back from the Pelicans in the three seed. So, um, but, but the difference is, is 20 wins in the West goes all the way down to the 13 seed with the Lakers, right? So it's a really deep conference. So you have these teams that think that they can get into the playoffs if they just get hot. Um, and then in the East, it's, it's more or less the same outside of Boston, man. Uh, everybody's kind of on the same playing field in terms of wins. Uh, we, it, I think the bottom half of the East is worse, but uh, they're not going to make a blockbuster move at the deadline. They're, they're trying to get the first overall pick. So right. that's kind of my analysis. I, I just don't think that there's a lot of players that are unhappy where they are because a lot of teams are contending, right? The parity is just that good. Yeah, that's a fair take. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it is like you said earlier, Christian. It's kind of weird how stagnant things have been compared to like previous years. I mean, especially last year and the year before. I mean, there was blockbuster after blockbuster, but like every other day. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think teams like, like Caleb also mentioned, like the Mavs, I, I feel like that's a team specifically that are not going to contend this year, but at least in the off season, I mean, they have to do literally anything. They got to get Lucas some help down there. Um, I don't know really what they would do for this, this like specific trade line. Cause I really don't think they have very many assets or cap to do so, but I don't know. As for actual trade rumors, um, I've heard some Kelly Oubre. I think his like contract is up after this season. Um, I've heard mainly the what I've heard is um, the Raptors. I heard that Siakam he is he's probably going to stay because he's their franchise player. Um, I heard the, I heard some OGN and Nobi trade rumors, but I also saw a report that the owner. Um, I forget the the guy's name, but it's the the Indian dude who's like on the court. Oh, and I they can't won. say it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I forget his name, about. but I I saw a report that he's super high on OG Ananobi. He's like considers him like another staple of that team. So I think that only leaves Fred Van Fleet, and I feel like he's he's having a below average year this year in all of his stats. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get shipped somewhere for you know for whatever, but. I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of teams could use a guy like Fred Van Fleet just as a ball handler, decent three point shooter. Um, I think that his value is kind of down this year just because his stat line is is, you know, down from past years. But yeah, man, other than that, I mean, I haven't really heard very many rumors, if any, besides this this um, Fred Van Fleet stuff. So, yeah, it's all I got. Yeah, and, and I would add too, if, if Van Vliet gets moved or Drake gets moved, we're not gonna think that that's some sort of blockbuster deal. It's gonna be just like <laughs> yeah. Christian said with who he played for, kind of guys uh, moving around. Even though he's only, I only know him in Toronto, but yeah, uh, I was actually in terms of his numbers, I, I'll put some respect on uh, Walmart Drake. He, he's got some decent numbers. Yeah, but, like when we when we say below average, like. It's below average for what he's been giving the Raptors. Uh, in my opinion, he's been overperforming as a six foot in shoes guard. Uh, I mean, you look on the court, he's not very big, but it, he provides a lot offensively. And I think teams that are looking that way again might make a deal. But uh, like we've talked about, there's just whole, not a whole lot of teams that, if they are lacking a bit offensively, are they willing to give up the amount of capital it takes to? pry away of Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors. I don't know if teams are really going to be going that. It's got to be a team that's dire. And like you brought up before, the Mavericks, given their rankings, like they, they should be fine in terms of regular season. But I would say playoffs, they need other guy. I would consider that dire in terms of looking for a is Fred Van, Van Vliet. Vliet that much of, is he that much of a difference than Dinwiddie? I think so. I, I, I think they keep Dinwiddie. I think they like, Honest, honestly, that they need a guy off the bench. Like, oh, I'm you're saying sure okay. last year it was I like Trey Burke was like their six man, and yeah. I really think just adding that, you know, assets of whether it's Fred Van Fleet, whether it's Terry Rozier, whether it's John Wall, um, that, that's kind of the names I have in mind for really the Mavericks, um, the Lakers, even the Suns. I don't know what their yeah. situation is. I really think they could use a major piece off the bench. I mean, no one doubts they're starting five, but obviously something's wrong if they're not contending anymore. Yeah, um, I, I think part of that probably starts with the depth. So th- those are just kind of teams to be in mind. But again, this is all, we're all just speculating here. Uh, like it, it's very weird that 
none of these have really formulated. We don't have anything really in the works right now. Like the Sixers, that's thing, it was predicted like a week or so before it happened. But like Shams and, you know, Wolves, they're usually all over this. And I feel like they either are on vacation or just cannot find an inkling of what's going on. Um, So that's really all I have to say. I don't know if you guys have some like other trade ideas to shoot spitball, but uh, it's it's kind of weird out here, man. You know, yeah, I think that's why I mean, we're kind of in ranking players. Yeah, yeah really. it also it also could be noted that we have the best uh, number one overall prospect that we've had in a while um, yeah. coming up. So those teams that might make a deal in other years kind of are looking at that and saying maybe we can get them. You know that sort of thing. But if uh, I'm like the Pistons or like the Rockets, wouldn't I dump everybody on my roster that like has any sort of play value? Like I'd be throwing out rookies and the G League squad. Well, but like so many of these teams outside of like the only guy I can think of that's like a vet is like on those teams, those kinds of teams is like Eric Gordon. But like the Pistons yeah. have this extremely young core. They're not going to move Cade Cunningham, Jay Nivey, or any of those other guys, right? I'd like to see Bogdanovich get moved, but that would yeah, be one. I hear where you're coming yeah. from. But then the same thing for the Thunder. They're not going to move any of these young pieces that they've been tanking for a couple of years um, and acquiring. Um, you know, the we said the Hornets are willing to move anybody except Lamelo, so maybe there's your yeah. answer. But yeah, yeah. Outside of that, like we have a lot of like darling, like media favorite rebuilds going on right now <laughs> if that makes sense so yeah, that's a very fair way to put it know. yeah i just had to bring it up you i think know, these it's... teams are just racing to to get a new six man if i'm being quite honest i mean there's not really any superstars at least that i could see getting shipped especially before february 9th but you know Absolutely. i i hope that you know some crazy would happen i mean geez the woge bomb is basically extinct at this point but yeah. yeah, I'd love to see some like Siakam to wherever or, you know, who knows oh, yeah. what. But the reality of that happening is probably low. So we'll keep our hopes up. But yeah, I mean, we're just speculating here. So still got a couple weeks left. Hopefully, you know, Woj will bless our phones and we'll find out <laughs> yeah. something. But till then, man, we're we vibing. We vibing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's pivot a little bit. We're going to debut a new segment, uh, new to this show. We're going to call it Chen's 10, um, because nice. Chris, Christian assigned us uh, to make a top 10 list of the top 10 center. So we all have a list. We're going to call it Chen's 10 and, uh, we're going to go kind of one by one up the down, up and down the ladder, um, and just list our number one guy. We'll all do it. See if there's any debate, go two, three, four, all the way down to 10. So I'll kick it off. I don't think there's going to be much debate here, but my number one current center in the NBA is Nikola Jokic. Nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm I can't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really, if, if there is any pushback on this one, uh, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> the fact that in terms of a lot of the guys we're going to list are way more athletically talented than Nikola Jokic, and he's far and away better than anybody we're going to say, really, efficiency-wise, scoring. Um He's just Luca as a center it is really the best way I can describe it. So, number two, uh, number two, Luca. Who do you have a number two? 
Um, well, I actually had Jokic at my number two. Yeah, but, I knew you. Uh, I saw the look okay. on your face. And you I, know, hey, you were, <laughs> I didn't see the Listen, look. Listen, all right. I, I think that these guys are, are interchangeable. I would probably have to give the edge to Jokic. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I see what's going on here. This guy ain't, this guy is not from this earth. All right. I'm going to just throw <laughs> that out there. But like I said earlier, I'm a Sixers fan, personal bias, and just like, just watching him play, man, he's just so dominant. And, like, Jokic is also dominant. But, you know, these guys are just so different. It's hard to compare. I mean, the the, the intangibles that they both bring are, are insane. Obviously, you know, both having very different play styles. But, um, you know, you guys have Jokic at your one. I have Embiid at my one. Um, Jokic at two, if not. Like I said, they're interchangeable. So, I mean, you guys can make the case on, you know, why Jokic is insanely better. But. Miles. I mean, I would start with you know <laughs> reigning back-to-back MVP, but yeah, yeah, it starts there. It start with the field goal percentage from both the field and three. I'll start yeah. with the assist numbers. I believe I do want to. I, I do want to say team. though, you are right. Um, that there's a clear teardrop, like in terms of a ranking. Like there's yeah. one. There's one. Then there's two. And then that's what I'm trying to say else. here. It's like you know they, these guys. Like yeah, if you if you look at the the accolades and stats, I'm you know Jokic by far by a mile. Grand slam. Look, we but... we know you put in beat at one because you're a Sixers fan. Okay, we're obviously that on. that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. From here on out, though, I, I mean, I think the I think we would probably all have a somewhat consistent top five, but yeah, um, who's who's up next? Who wants to go number three? Uh, all right, I'll just I'll, shoot with number three right, because it is it. Anthony Davis classified as yeah. the center. Are we classifying as the number three spot? Because he, he was the only really guy on this list outside of the two we mentioned that had an MVP case. It was more because health and Honestly, in most teams, he's a four, at least but before the whole. Maybe, you know, from here on out, he is a five. But throughout his career, he's been known as, like, the best power forward that, you know, current times. Um, Yeah, is there any play that's close for you guys? Because once it gets to four and five, I think is we're going to have some interesting yeah, I, I think just to the viewers listening, we kind of had, I mean, we all made our lists like however long ago, but then we kind of came into the call and realized that we consider some people centers slash power forwards and there's this whole debate. So like on my list, I just think of Anthony Davis as a power forward. Um, So I didn't even have him on my list, but I fully agree with number three. I mean, okay, I know a little bit yeah. of basketball. So yeah, I, I'm uncomfortable with putting him at three. But, <laughs> but, how about, yeah. Yeah, how about I just every time he how about... for the Lakers, he was a center. Yeah, Listen, well, on the Lakers, saying. he yeah, on the Lakers, he is a is a, a five. But I just I don't know, for some reason I've just always thought of him as a four. No, like, I, yeah. I, I, no, I hear you. I how really... about how about to avoid confusion, we each individually go through the rest of our lists uh, and debate it a little bit. But then that way, like you can preface it and say, "Hey, I forgot AD." Like I say, he's a power forward, so he's not yeah. on here. So instead of like each of us going like, "Who's our three? Who's our four? Like, so there's no confusion. We go one by one with our list. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. Christian, yeah, you I'll keep just, you can keep going. You've got the floor. I'll just read it off. Yeah, because again, I don't think I missed anybody. I know you guys are gonna think I probably missed one guy, but I, I didn't miss him. Um <laughs> okay. <laughs> just trust me. Uh number four, we got uh Bam out of bio. And uh, number five, got Demontis Sabonis. And uh, number six, I have Carl Anthony Towns. At number seven, I have Pascal Siakam. I, I already know at, the guy you left uh-huh, off. <laughs> uh-huh. 
At number eight, I have Kristaps Porzingis. At number nine, I have oh, Robert Williams. Wow. And then number 10 is Jarrett Allen. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, there's a couple names you definitely left off there. Um, Would love to hear it. Porzingis? At, what was that, Check eight? the numbers, bro. At eight or nine. Jeez. I, I yeah. remember I had... um. I don't know what I had. Robert Williams at. I had him yep. at ten. Yeah, Robert he was at Williams eight at 10. because I had Jared Allen at nine. I had to kick off Jaron Jackson from this list. I don't really know why. I yeah, I mean, Gobert's having a pretty poor year, so I can't really. I don't have. Oh, trust me. If you want me to dive man. more into it, bro's having worse <laughs> defensive rating since his rookie year. He actually yeah. is. Everything's bad. Everything's bad. Lowest points for games since 2017. Rebounds are way down since 2016. Lowest assists ever in his career. And that's just the offensive side. Uh, defensively, the Timberwolves are a worse defensive team. Uh, I already mentioned his poor defensive rating. And even off, like when he's off the floor, they're statistically a lot better, plus minus. And so if you're bringing a guy on defensively and he can't even give you that, he's played 39 out of the 43, 44 games this year. Uh, he doesn't get the health excuse. So, uh yeah, I'm sorry. If he's not really contributing anything to this team, especially when they gave up so much capital, I have a hard time reason putting a guy in my top 10 centers when he doesn't contribute to winning. But if someone would like to push back on that, please do. I mean, I definitely I have him on my list. But like I said, if, I, if I'd have made this list before this season started, he would have been a lot higher than he is. So I really don't have that much pushback. Uh, and I think you can make a case for every guy that you put, at, you put on there uh, instead of him. So the one guy who would give you the most pushback unless Luke's going to be out of character uh, is me. But Luke, any pushback? Yeah. Um, I was going to say pump the brakes a little bit. I think Buddy just got injured. So, I mean, you know, we can't hate on him that much. You can go well, look can. it up, bro. He's he's missed three or four games. Everyone's oh, using that excuse. Oh, no, he's I'm just saying like, he like recently got injured like within these one of these last couple of games. So I ain't going to hate on him while he's down bad. But I'll I hate mean, on him I'm when he gets on him for what I'm going to hate hey, on him for the first half of the season. No, no, I'm with The Timberwolves have been I, worse, bro. Like <laughs> they traded half their team, their entire future and got worse. Yeah. And people are like, go Rudy, go Bear. Come on now. Yeah, it Come sounds on. like the Denver Broncos. But yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, pushing back. this is I'm Russ not... Wilson 2.0. Like, I'm I, not I can't pushing back, it. man. Yeah, I mean, look at Laurie Markin in. Bro's an MVP all of a sudden. You got to be kidding me. Crazy, bro. Now, I'm not saying MVP, MIP, but yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not going to start acting crazy, but the fact he's averaging 25, and I think if he scored 25, in a Bulls game, it was like, holy crap, he had a good game. Yeah, well, we actually uh, made a good draft it. pick. Yeah, no, too bad that never happened. It. But anyway, Caleb, you can go ahead with your list. I'll go after you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, all right, so number one, Jokic and Bede and AD are my top three. We went through that. Uh, number four, I do have actually uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Five, I have Bam Adebayo. Six, I have Rob Williams. Seven, I have Carl Anthony Towns. Eight, Gobert. Nine, Jared Allen, and ten, DeAndre Ayton. Honorable mention to Valanciunas and Jakobert. Ayton. Okay. Yeah, I. Oh man, he was one of those Aiden. guys. I looked at him. I said, "All right, all right. Do I like DeAndre Ayton? Check the box for no." I and will just I preface: said, okay. you guys could very easily talk me out of DeAndre Ayton at ten. I hit a hard I time. Mean, I so. think we can too. Uh, at least, like, if we're classifying Siakam as a center. 
He's oh, okay. I should have said. I should have said. I should have said when I made the list. I classified Siakam as a four. So um, Siakam. Bro, I even. Easily. I even feel like. Clear's probably into the go, top five. I double check the receipts. I'm pretty sure Hingis Pingus is better than him, man. Like I, I, I I'm just gonna double check. But like, there's a reason the Suns are not good, and it's I don't think it's Booker and really uh, even Chris I, Paul. It's uh, probably their giant, you know, it's David Robinson should have been. Uh, yeah, Pingus Pingus is averaging 22 points a game. On nine boards and three assists, I don't think Aiton's doing all that. He's like 13 points a game. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of – I just feel like his career with the Suns is he's, just already expired, yeah, man. They need just, to just, he's just there. He's just John Collins. <laughs> John Collins without the ups. Yeah, bro. DeAndre Aiton's 16 points a game this year. All right, yeah, that's I his just, career. I'm sorry, I actually, 17. I, I have personal beef with Kristaps, so I'm not putting him. On my That's list. fair, but let us <laughs> know that dude that every trash. statistical. I know he's having board. a great year. Like going, I know he's having a great year. But when I like looked up like the Bleacher Report articles and like what other people were thinking before I made my list, I was like, "There's no way he's making my top ten. I refuse." Hey man, I, I didn't think it was either, but I, I can't ignore a uh, twenty-two nine and whatever from a guy when. The center class is like it, it, there's the top, and then this like six through ten range could really yeah. be like six through twenty in in terms of debating. Six really though, if 20. Siakam is classified as a center, I, I just need to say he needs more respect. He's averaging uh, yeah, six points I, I would have put Siakam at four on eight boards and seven assists. I would have like, put Siakam at four or five, like right behind AD or Sabonis. No, he, he's good, man. Like he he's really good. So. That's really the only pushback in terms of uh, Aiton. I mean, the, the goal is that he'd be a top 10 center, but Bro's basically just the biggest Marshall Plumley I can find. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Maybe Mason or Miles Plumley. Hey, I don't what, even know. Stop disrespecting Plum Gods, bro. Stop. <laughs> I mean, stop they it. make big and they've been playing. So I guess you're right. I'm I, a little surprised. I thought me putting Sabonis at four was going to be a hot take, but you had him at five. I, I was about to say, I actually think five was the lowest I could put him given the season he's having. Yeah. Dude, like if you look at the insane. Kings, it's it's him and Fox. Like yeah. it's you got the red rifle and uh Kevin Herter, but like <laughs> in terms of what that team's got, uh man, I remember last year Trey Lyles was like playing heavy minutes at the four, really. It was like starting half those games. Mm. Uh Jeez, it's just a different yeah. team. It's a different team. So I gotta give credit where credit is due. Um yeah, I don't know. Aiton was really the one I was like, what in the world? I mean, I get why you, because like the consensus is he's a seven footer. He should be good. He's on the Suns, but like I said, that was not, it's not easy to talk me out. If I was going to swap him, keeping Siakam off the list, I'd probably go Yaka Bertle, but. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, and he's like a most traditional center I could find. Yeah, he, <laughs> he kind of falls a little lower for wow. me, but I'll, wow. I'll go ahead and name off my top 10 here. And just um, for the viewers as well, I did not consider AD a center, like making this list. I, I would have like put him at my three spot, but just because I had the list, I'm just going to read it off. So number one, we got him, Joel Embiid. <clears throat> number we two, we got Jokic. Uh, number three, yeah. I got Bam Adebayo. Number four, I got Demonis Sabonis. Number five, I got Siakam. 
Number six, I got Cat. Uh, number seven, I got Miles Turner. Number eight, I have Jarrett Allen. Number nine, I have Brooke Money Lopez. Oh, God. And number 10, I have Yusuf Nurkic. And my two honorable mentions of two guys who I really like are Robert Williams, obviously. he He's a fringe top 10 guy. I might I had a hard time like distinguishing if I wanted him to be 9 or 10, but I just threw him an honorable mention. And Nicholas Claxton, someone who I think is very underrated in the NBA right now. He's underrated. He is. I feel like Robert Williams should be in that top 10. I don't think Yusuf Nurkic is all that. Um, yeah. But I, I understand his numbers are a little underrated, but like, like impact wise, like you can tell Robert Williams is on the oh, yeah. I don't think Nurkic does a whole lot defensively either, which is like, you it's think really he has a, offensive numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's really a battle of both worlds. Like it's Nurkic on the rebounding and offensive side and Robert Williams on the defense and, I'm, I'm sure he's a pretty good rebounder as well, but I just yeah. gave Nurkic the edge because of his, I feel like his overall ceiling, like offensively can definitely, you know, blow Robert Williams out of the water. But then again, when Robert Williams stays healthy for a whole year, I mean, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. So I don't know. And then, <laughs> yeah, Nick Claxton is basically like a younger, better DeAndre Jordan. So he just dunks the ball and grabs rebounds all game. So, I mean, I would, I would agree with you that, Granted, he's not my top 10. However, in terms of underrated, like everyone kind of looks at that Nets roster and is like, how are they doing good? They only have Kyrie and Katie. Well, Royce O'Neal is averaging almost five assists. Nicholas Claxton is turning and prime DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Yuta Watanabe is like one of the highest percentage three-point. Like they're having just a bunch of random dudes kind of go off, which, you know, hey, those random dudes – need their due yeah. diligence i thought in game this year like many of us this had no roster but outside of Kyrie and katie and maybe markeith yeah. morris but like yeah no, just that's... a preface just a preface i had claxton at my 12 spot he didn't make the top 10 but he was just one of the guys who i thought i should mention because he's yeah. i really hope he gets better i mean i think he will get better these next couple years i feel like he would almost play better at a power forward position with a dominant center kind of by his side. I feel like that would be a good compliment to him or even like a, a good power forward. Cause I mean, I don't know, Katie, you know, he's not really, I guess you could call him a power forward, small forward if you want, but he's basically yeah. a guard small forward. So yeah. So that's the, that's the top 10. I'm surprised I didn't get any uh, Brooke Lopez hate or. Uh... Oh, I haven't spoken yet. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate on Brooke Lopez. I'm where not gonna you, hate on him. Where, where'd you put him? Back. He is at my nine spot. Lead the leads the league in blocks, I believe. So. Yeah. It's, All right. Can you please read the uh, eight names in front of him, please? Uh yeah. So we got why? What should I put him at number one? No. Is that what, no, is that what you're saying? No, okay. No. Okay. Um. So I'm okay. Remember who you think you're missing somebody. Okay, we got oh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen at number eight. Miles Turner at seven. Siakam at six, and then, or I'm sorry, Cat uh, at six. Siakam at five, and then the top four guys. Unless I'm just uh, completely missing on someone. Right. And I don't mean to put you on blast, but I just gotta hear the justification as to why Miles Turner is at seven when I put Hingis Pingus at eight, and Hingis Pingus is better in every statistical category. Talking um, to me or Luke? No, talking no, to Luke. Yeah, yeah. Like by far, like he's got like five more points, oh, yeah. a couple more boards. Like it's it's not close. 
Yeah. Um. Has Miles we, Turner? We all hate Hingus Pingus around here. Is that? The... Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's that's what <laughs> I was. You guys to. both yeah. just oh, hate I, him. Like, hey, if that's what it hey, is, bro. Like, I, I, I said I hated it. him, but I was just about to bring him up. If we're gonna yeah. put Brooke Lopez on the list here, I mean, wow. I also I, mean, I also consider Porzingis more of a is four Willi- too. Is but... Rob Williams your nine? He's my eleven. Yeah. yeah okay. Brooke Lopez match. is not better than Rob Williams. I'm sorry. Uh, depends what you look at. I actually am seeing the case because Brooke Lopez. Christian, anything you say regarding shoot. Brooke Lopez is completely biased. I, anything. Yeah, he can shoot. He can shoot. <laughs> he can shoot and get blocks. Yeah. He what does he really do that rebounds. Gobert doesn't? Yeah. So can Chris? Oh. Oh, no, he's got more blocks than Gobert. He actually is a way better offensive bag. Also, Luke, I do ignoring what he's saying. Uh, I do expect better from you regarding Gobert. Uh, over no, you Brooke don't. No, you don't. Lopez. Gobert is not a top ten center in the NBA right now. He's better not than Brooke this Lopez. season. If you really want to go there, I would say the numbers back that. Like I'm I might, my argument. Okay, this season alone, like Gobert, I'm, dying on, I'm dying on the Lopez and, Hill. I'm gonna be yeah. Honest. Like Gobert has been garbage this season. Like he literally has been this bad since like his first couple of years in the league. Who's and peak even is, then, whose peak like, is higher, guys? Come on. Uh, probably Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez was Brooke like a net leading scorer for a yeah, bit. He was yeah. a franchise player. I mean, Rudy Gobert is just one dimensional. Yeah. Rebounds, blocks, not really a no bag. Honestly, right now, you guys are making me feel like I'm in the office and I'm Jim and I'm just looking at the camera to the people I can't because you guys are just. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can look for the people. You just said that Brook Lopez's peak was higher than a three time defensive player of the years. Has Brook Lopez I ever mean, even made an All Star game? Yeah. Yes. Has he made I six? Uh, I'm gonna look mm. that up. He, I don't know about. No, he hasn't. Answer is no. no, he's never made an All Star game. Are you serious? Bro, Kyle Korver made an All Star game. Made, I, I don't really want to hear all the the All Star chatter. All right, like, dude, if the Hawks can send four, <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about, bro? Who cares about Rudy Gobert's all-star stats? He didn't even Compared play in the game to Brook Lopez, it matters. Oh, <laughs> uh, this Lopez yeah, is no, not going to be a whole season. Rudy Gobert will be. I think. I think as a Bucks fan, if someone was like, "Yo, we just woke up," like Rudy Gobert is now your center instead of Brook Lopez, oh, I would be so thing. mad. That's a, I would be so mad. That's a, that's that's because of the rest of the where roster. does Gobert fit in today's NBA? I, I think that's my biggest argument. Where does he fit anymore outside of the, like the Jazz to get them to the second round? Because with the Timberwolves, it's clearly bad, and like I feel like everywhere else, oh I don't look, know, it's look, clearly bad. I'm not taking back anything I said earlier about Gobert having a horrible season, but what I am going to yeah. say is that he is definitely better than Brook Lopez, guys. No, statistically, <laughs> it's just not there. Oh, it's God. not there. I'm, I'm stepping out of this. Uh, I, I can't. I well, honestly, if you're stepping out, I can't bro- have the conversation how- with the Bucks. So okay, well, that's the thing. Per game is Rudy Gobert have this season? You clearly have the because that's always the hill. It's Gobert's defense, what he provides in the paint. What is he doing in the paint this season? I'm waiting for you to see because I know for sure if Shy's close in terms of total blocks, I know per game, Brooke Lopez has got to be. I. Oh my gosh! All right, we're we're moving on. Yeah, I, I yeah, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> we we probably should move on because Rudy Gobert's dead. But no, yeah, we're not we moving, moving on, on because of that. We're moving on because this is a redundant conversation with a Milwaukee Bucks diehard fan that I'm not gonna subject myself to. Hey man, I'm just gonna read this off. All right, 
two and a half blocks per game for this season. I think Gobert's Guy. got like 30 in the uh, 39 he's played. But I'll make sure to double check it for you because, you know. So what's next? Are we, putting Lopez over, are we putting Lopez over Gobert all time? It's not all time. We we literally before this conversation. Oh, I know, like I know, I know the conversation. I know the conversations this year, but I'm just asking. Oh yeah. man! I mean, right now it's you no, have no, to like, really track sep- the numbers for separate me. Separate discussion. In terms man. of separate discussion. What, what is? Do you what make is, Brooke Lopez higher than Rudy Gobert as an all time center? In terms of all time, I'm gonna get grilled if I don't. But I'd love to see at the end of the like. Both of their careers, I really. The would. fact that your because answer was unequivocally no is enough for me to like prove. Yeah, because you're a defensive stand, man. Oh no, man, right, go bear, no, go bear. When he puts up twelve yeah, I am on the a night, that's his stand, career but high. We're talking about a Hall of Famer and somebody who's not like what? Rudy Gobert is a Hall of Famer all of a sudden. He has three <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year awards. The record is four. Oh, There's only three man. people ever who oh, have won that many. Okay. Okay, I don't I just think I have to say this. Okay, yeah, I'm not trying to take away Gobert's accolades. Three defensive play of the years. That's insane. But he is one of those taller guys. Luke Cornett is yeah. a Hall of Famer. I'm not getting by. First off, that, in basketball, if we're gonna have this Hall of Fame discussion, I'm pretty sure me and you could make the the pro basketball Hall of Fame because it's a joke. So I mean Lopez might yeah. actually even get in. That's how much of a joke it is. Uh, so for a guy who has the third most or tied for the second most defensive player of the years all time, and I'm pretty sure only three guys have ever won three, uh, then yeah, yeah, he's gonna get it. And six all stars and whatever. I mean, I heard people talking about is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer? Like, no, he's not, but he might get in yeah, for the geez. Pro Basketball Hall of Fame because he has six all star games. Like, that's how easy it is to get in. And you can't even like. I, well, I come mean, back yeah, but week. by that by that logic, yeah, I think Broke Lopez like has as valid of a shot then to get in. Because yeah. I, I, I think Gobert, I don't think it's as honestly, valid. But from yeah, this, I'm shot. calling it from this day forward, Gobert is going to turn into Jaleel Okafor. Straight up, it, it, like he's going to get played out of the NBA, not even to his fault anymore. It's just the way things are going. You got Siakam actually running center and like. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see like, a I don't seven-two tree trunk who is losing mobility because he's in his thirties. Uh, just don't love it, man. Don't I don't disagree. It, so. I mean, he's one. Like, I think we can all agree he's one of the most polarizing players throughout his entire career to rank. Um, but it, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, if we're going to debate that, this is ridiculous. Okay, I, I might have to side with Caleb on, on that part. I'm looking at this list of of you know defensive player of the year leaders and all these guys like Ben Wallace and Matumbo. I mean Matumbo is basically, you know, has a similar game to Go Bear. Oh. He got four defensive player of the years and he's I I think he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I I think he is. Um Dwight Howard, I he's not a Hall of Famer yet. I'm sure he'll get one. Um yeah, uh, Mark Eaton, is he in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he was 7'6". Yeah. He better have two defensive player of the years. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> well, that's typical jazz, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, what are they doing out in Utah? Man? They're growing these guys like trees and says, all right, oh, all right, man, stand under the paint. If they try to poster you, just, just block them. We'll win a ship. And they never win a and ship. They never did. <laughs> they they never don't win did. a ship. So yeah, I don't know what's going on out in Utah, but I really don't even know what's in Utah. If I'm being completely I honest, I heard it's you know a nice scenery, but 
Yeah, the fact that they're I, I don't know. let me let me stop roasting the Jazz for no reason. Shout out Lori Markinen, but <laughs> yeah, um, I I think we can we we should probably segment into um, bro, not yeah, talking about Brook Lopez <laughs> and uh, Gobert. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know I'm on the complete like other spectrum of like I think Gobert is a pile of garbage. He's like I'm the not garbage a fan can. Like I'll give you but, that. Like I understand there's people that are like he's underrated so i'm not gonna stay on i mean look defense. i said every, i can look i said i just like horrible this season absolutely horrible yeah yeah um, and but if we're gonna debate whether or not he's better all time than brooke lopez or whether or not he's gonna make the hall of fame yeah we we can move on <laughs> yeah you, you gotta put your foot yeah. down but just to preface also the list that we all made today was just current season nba i will say on my list miles turner that was probably a little bit of a reach i mean i still think he's fringe top 10 i don't know why i put him so high but i also hate uh hingus pingus so he he was also yeah, the top geez. 10 no uh, at least you guys i will say like, he's having a good year i, I just he is, how, he is <laughs> doing good with the wizards i'll give him that wizards are i would say they're on the come up but i don't think that's possible and for that team so anyway we can uh we can segment it fast <laughs> yeah we can segment we can do uh coming up better... to the play in i guess but <laughs> there we go all right all right do we want do we want to do who he played for i'm down man i'm really down because we have a former wizard that oh, is, is gonna make things very entertaining. Uh, is it Michael? You know, huh? Michael. Michael? Michael. Michael Jordan. Wizards MJ. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a funny work reference off the end of that story another day. Um, <laughs> no, John Wall. Oh boy, so this this is gonna be a entertaining conversation because I think a lot of people have a vastly different view of them. Um, I know, especially from our childhoods and growing up i think all three of us hold them in very high regard but oh yeah we'll we'll see how things kind of uh entail um right away better or worse than uh caleb uh well and i guess luke beans uh brandon jennings no no i'm kidding that was god. just a, that was a 2k oh, reference all right oh, god. Oh, mini god that's debatable um, no i'm just <laughs> 2K, give me Milwaukee Bucks, Brandon Jennings. I'm dropping 60. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's all I gotta say. No, no, I'll uh, I'll make it more of a uh, brain buster, brain buster, if you will. John, freaking Wall, man. It, it's I could just use it. It, it's, it feels cheap, but like it is all time. So Bradley Beal. Better or worse all time than John Wall. I'm curious what you guys have to say because I'm actually very torn. I think sentimental John Wall, but if I really crunch the numbers, I might have to give it to Beal. So I guess I probably should have done this beforehand, but pulling up John Wall's basketball reference page is it's not ideal. Barely not... unimpressive. <laughs> it's not ideal, man. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to say he's more of a playoff performer. Um, what playoffs? When was he in the playoffs? Jeez, oh, maybe like a year or so with Polish hammer. Uh, oh boy. I mean, he's averaged twenty points three oh, times uh, in his entire <laughs> career. 
I, I don't know where. Now that I'm really like, I'm having an existential crisis, man, because I think of this man so highly, and he is just not that good. <laughs> I guess he has double digit assists on you know double double, but. I, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me start this one off. All right. First of all, I, I got to say this. Shout out to Polish Hammer, Martian Gortat. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I, I will preface by saying that John Wall, like, I remember coming home in, like, jeez, oh it was, like, sixth or seventh grade. I had, like, a little flip phone, and I would look, I would use my, like, my, like, limited, like, megabyte of data. I don't know about a megabyte, whatever it was, but I would use it watching John Wall highlights on my way home from school. So, the John Wall, he was like... Layup. Yeah, I mean, oh. he, he was on the Wizards. Like, he was such a good player. I mean, he, geez, he used to get compared to D Rose all the time. It was both of them. But, um, oh man, these guys are both just, you know, played for not some, or both played for not very good teams. Both don't know how to win. Um, I think overall as a player, oh man, it, it's so hard to say. Like, I, I want to lean Bradley Beal because of the scoring. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I honestly, I don't know, man. I I think I'm gonna go Bradley Beal, but I will I will recognize that John Wall, like assists wise, defensively, I think he might have been a little better. But I think I'd have to go Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you guys duke it out. I'm like a minute. Keep keep talking. All right. I'm just not. Um. Yeah, I gotta go Bradley Beal as well. I mean, I <laughs> pulling up John Wall's. Uh, basketball reference page is not way more underwhelming than I thought it would be. And then comparing that on the next tab to Bradley Beal, who averaged 30 points a game back-to-back seasons in 2019-2020 and, uh, yeah. and is a career average of 22 points. I mean, Beal's obviously a better scorer, a better shooter, and Wall, I think you're right on the defense, maybe a touch better facilitator, yes, but uh, yeah, I, I got to be honest, I, I really starting to wonder why we even put him in the same conversation as some of these other players back in the day. Um, But, you know, that's just like, that just happens sometimes. There's, you know, there's examples of like guys who are really good players for the majority of their career. And then their legacy is just that they were mid because when you pull up a box score, it doesn't pop up, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think Reggie Miller almost... asked players a little bit, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you could almost say the same thing about D Rose. I mean, I, I'm definitely taking D Rose over John Wall, but he wasn't, you know, when you compare D Rose's stats to like the likes of these great point guards, I mean, he's really, well, you know, yeah. I, I, I would say like you, like, say, like comparing him to Steph Curry, just obviously Steph Curry is a better player, but like, you know, you can't really compare players like D Rose to these guys just because of the time of the league and like, you know, like I, it's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like you know what I'm trying to say. Like I feel like John Wall is one of those players, but then again, he also was not as good as Derrick Rose, so that's why I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm giving Brett or uh, yeah, Bradley Beal the edge. Um, yeah, I think I think the what you're trying to say, correct me if I'm wrong, is that like players get thrown into these like elite like top five position group discussions relative to the rest of the league. So just like we talked about with centers, like people are gonna say in 20 years, like. Gobert was a top five center for X amount of years. And like, that's true. But then you get to this where he just falls off a cliff one year. Right. I feel like John Wall yeah. falls in that discussion where like you pull up his statue and it's like, what did this guy do? Uh, but he was probably a top five point guard for 
a decent amount of his career just because there was nobody else. Like, yeah, true. you know, mm. Mm. and it's, it's just yeah, very no. positive. I, I think I'm going to name that category part of the Reggie Miller category. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Might be a little yeah. disrespectful to Reggie, but yeah. No, so, no, I, Christian, I, I took Bradley Beal to uh, refresh you. Or yeah, and Luke, were you on the same train yeah, as Bradley Beal? Yeah, it's it pained me, man. And that's really why I didn't bring it to the panel because I was like, you know, especially in our day, it's like, oh, you think of Wizards, it's John Wall, Bradley Beal. Right, and especially it was like kind of felt like John Wall was the guy, and Beal was the second option, and and that definitely was for a time. But man, right now, uh, I I can't like look, especially the numbers I listed off earlier. I, I can't look at Bradley Beal's career and be like, yeah, like he's a worse player than John Wall. He's just he was able to expand his game, and I don't really think John Wall has been able to. Uh, you know, as of, I don't think it's three balls atrocious, but um, conducive to era, it's it's dicey. Uh, that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. But uh, what do you guys uh, got next? I've got I've got an interesting one. I think I know who you guys are gonna go with, and I think I can really make the case here. But uh, better or worse, all time than John Wall, Kyle Lowry. Wow. I hate that I know that when I take John Wall, you're going to make a case for Kyle Lowry. (laughs) And it's going to make me so mad. But, like, I I, as a basketball viewer and consumer can't watch those two play and look both of you in the eyes and be like, you know, uh, I really think Kyle Lowry is a better basketball player than John Wall. Uh, I can't. I just feel like one-on-one that there'd be a point in that one-on-one where John Wall just rises up and dunks it all over Kyle Lowry. Like, I just think it was John Wall being stuck in the Wizards, kind of like how Bradley Beal is right now with Hingus Pingus. How is that different than being stuck in Toronto, man? I mean, DeMar DeRozan, in my opinion, I still feel like it's underrated. Like, he was definitely the number one option there for a long time. He was always the number one option there, really. I don't think Kyle Lowry ever was. I mean, I've... And I think John Wall can definitely make that claim. Beal was the number one option. That's why I feel like it's a good, like... Beal was the number one option in, like, 15, 16, and then once John Wall got hurt, I'm saying when they were both playing on the team together, that was John Wall's team. And I don't think it's ever been a point where Kyle Lowry, it's like, oh, this is Kyle Lowry's team. No, it's always been DeMar's, even with, like, the Heat. Like, he's always been a second, even third, you know, option with the Heat. Um, and, And even just... You can maybe throw a numbers bomb at me that's going to change my mind, but I feel like in every big moment, like Kyle Lowry's never there. And sometimes at least John Wall show up. He's had some bad playoff games, but like game six, he had the Celtics is something that like comes to mind. All right. All right. Before I make the case, Luke, go ahead. Yeah, give me John Wall. Um, I don't care about the stats. <laughs> <laughs> make your case but yeah yeah so what i I want to hear it i'll pose the question guys what what do we uh like classify as like valuable things in terms of like building a legacy like what are things that um championships um championships accolades ability yes uh longevity would be another one correct right yeah 
Uh, I mean, Chad so, Wall's still playing. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, so is Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry's <laughs> yeah. been around like six more years. Um, mm. So Kyle Lowry has the same amount of 20-point-per-game seasons as John Wall, has a higher career points-per-game average, um, and just two less assists. So Wall is definitely a better facilitator. Uh, I'd give Wall a little bit of an edge in terms of athleticism and defense for sure. Uh, but Kyle Lowry has some things that John Wall does not, uh, namely being surprisingly more all-star appearances, which is I was just wow. as surprised as you guys. Jeez. But Kyle Lowry has been to six all-star games. John Wall's only been in five. Uh, Kyle Lowry was on the 2015-2016 All-NBA squad. John Wall has never been all Oh, sorry, he was. They have the same amount of All-NBAs. I misread that. Uh, but Kyle Lowry, the big one, is a championship. And John Wall does not have that. Um, I make the case sheerly off of better scoring, um, longer doing it for longer, been in that same tier of point guard, right? We talked about the tiers, right? Like that, that like B to C plus tier, I think. Unfortunately, for, yeah. For the entirety I would have to agree with that careers. tier. I hate to um, say it, man, but oh, jeez. And Kyle the guy gonna... was a benefactor oh, of Kyle, of Kawhi Leonard uh, and has more all-star appearances. Oh. So clearly a better scorer and has been a better scorer for a long time. Miami years haven't been great. He's taken on a little bit of a different role, but um, and we forget, man, this guy was 20 points a game, five assists, or seven assists, sorry, uh, for multiple years in Toronto. Yeah, but I'm going to push back on this with this. Uh, not only has Lowry played six more years, as you prefaced, maybe it's not the exact number, but Five. John Wall is also – so it's five. No, six, and then, six because John Wall sat out. Right. Uh, well, two, right. Two he was injured. It's actually – Oh, you're – I was going to say, in terms of the two seasons he sat out and then the Rockets this. didn't want to play him first. Like, that's three seasons of John Wall's career we, we never got to see. And I feel like the last time he was kind of like in his peak when he signed that deal, uh, he was a better player than Kyle Lowry. And – I understand the one championship that they got lucky with the Warriors getting hurt and having Kawhi on the roster. Uh, it definitely changes things. Uh, I do think environment and uh, circumstance is everything. But I will give Kyle Lowry his foul flowers for staying consistent. He, he was able to stay consistent. Um, yeah, I mean, if Wall plays uh, the Achilles year and then the other, you know, last season, I, I think it's, you know, we see more of him. But what we've seen this year is he's come back at age, uh, I'm trying to like find 30, it, 32, uh, age 32, and Lowry is 36, and Lowry's having a better season <laughs> statistically. So, in almost wow. every category except let me double check assists. Yeah, he's having a better season statistically. Oh, let me double check. I might have misread that. Yeah, I mean, I know he's yeah. No, he is. Yeah, he is. I can't even. He's better than him at age thirty six than he is at thirty two. So um John Wall got screwed, man. I don't disagree, man. I don't disagree. And Lowry is just I mean, he's lucky that he got oh, the championship. Sucks. Yeah, I, I think it's sucks. crazy to think about. Kyle Lowry had Kawhi, and now not only does John Wall have Kawhi, he also has Paul George, and there's yeah. no chance That's they win a championship check. this year. So, oh. very unfortunate for John Wall. I mean, that's he was like my favorite, you know, favorite first favorite player, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, when you lay it all out on the line like that, you know, I mean. 
thought this was going to be a tough. cool conversation, man. No, I'm just being impressed. I'm, get, I'm, get, yeah, I'm getting sad. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This I'm so, like, sad. We just sick. keep holding John Wall lower and lower to the fire. Like, oh, my God. It's, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I will say I will got, you one on one point. Before, we, before Lou goes, your one on one point, I think Wall wins. It's oh, fair, but, like, oh, it, we can yeah. say it was like Derrick Rose. Like, in Derrick Rose in his prime before he blew out both his knees, like, yeah, like, but when you're really looking at it like basketball legacy, this this stinks, man. Like, John Wall really does. He's probably going to be forgotten in, like, 20 years, as bad as that sounds. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in that. Um, he's going to be, like, Baron Davis. Davis Kevin like, Johnson. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, that, that actually is perfect. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll, I'll finish this guy up at least by saying I think it just it, it, it falls down to this. Kyle Lowry is just consistency and accolades and just you know more steady throughout his whole career john wall not so much i think john wall you know assuming he had you know everything goes perfect like it did for lowry which i mean perfect that i guess you could kind of argue that but regardless i think john wall had the much higher ceiling and could have been a much greater player but because of injuries and being stuck in washington you know whatever you may call it um yeah yeah i think kyle lowry takes the edge i can't believe i just said that on the like for the public on live um, yeah it hurts my soul yeah yeah i, I like, guess i owe I, you I guys an apologies I, you know i brought the case it was <laughs> clearly no nah, man we we owe you and honestly kyle lowry an apology i wasn't familiar <laughs> with this game right i just wasn't familiar with this game and i guess i was familiar as a hater but in yeah. terms of crunching the numbers it sucks and it really sucks <laughs> to uh have to eat this one um Luke, did you have a uh, final guy for John Wall? Please don't say yeah. like Jeff Teague because I-, I can't let it go any lower. Um, I have a oh, feeling geez. someone can probably. I don't, <sighs> I don't even want you to look that up. Okay. Anyway, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll preface I'll preface this by saying so you guys kind of took the all time route. I'm I well at least for this guy I'd like to look at it from like a just a current like past couple seasons type of thing. Well, I guess just this past like season or two. Um, but John Wall, better or worse than. Let me just pull up my list real quick. Where did it go? Here it is. <laughs> Trey Jones. Oh, wow. San Antonio oh, Spurs. We are really going down. You could have just said Jeff T. You, you could have <laughs> just said that, and it would have been the same result. Uh, so so like you're to... saying since Trey Jones entered the league, which would have been the 2020 season. He's a better player than John Wall since he entered the league. I'm not even going to push back on this. I I, I can't believe it's leaving my mouth, but it, so I guarantee here's you if the, I go Google the, right now. Here's the numbers, okay? Trey, Trey Jones, rookie season, uh, 2020 oh. to 2021 season. He averaged uh, two and a half points. Let's see how many. Played in 37 games and uh, 1.1 assists that same year. John Wall with the Rockets averaged 20 points, seven assists, a steal. I mean, we don't need to go into all the other stats. That's all that really matters for point for this yeah. conversation. Uh, Trey Jones, his sophomore season, 21-22, which John Wall didn't play, averaged six points, appearing in 69 games. Uh, and we'll give him uh, three and a half assists, I guess. And then this year, Trey Jones is averaging 14 points. He's upped it even more, improving. Uh, to six and a half assists, 
uh, four rebounds, and John John Wall this year is eleven and a half points, five assists, and not even three rebounds. I think the point I was trying to make by picking someone like Trey Jones, like a, a rising young, I, I don't know about star, but a rising young player is, and it, it really hurt, it pains me even more to say this after the conversation we just had, but like someone who's kind of, you know, we got one guy on the right, he's on the uptrend and we got the guy on the left and he's on the downtrend. I mean, as of late, Trey Jones has been playing very well for the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs are a poverty franchise, so they're, I mean, he'll be dishing it to Wembenyama at this rate next year, but Hey, I mean, he's, he's someone who like, I mean, I know Tyus Jones. I I think he's still in the league. I knew him. And then Trey Jones kind of came out of nowhere. And I mean, I don't know. I just, I wanted to bring light to his name. He's been, you know, he's been hooping lately and, you know, John Wall, six man. Um, I don't know. I, I just want to hear your guys' yeah, perspective. This is a little bit, a little bit more like predicting i guess what happens with trey jones i think if we i'll answer your question uh if we were to play tomorrow night and i was to pick a roster actually i'll say this if i was to pick a roster um to play one season right just one season to win a championship i'm probably taking 2023 trey jones over 2023 john wall right um obviously all time john wall is still going to rank higher in terms of stacking a legacy right it goes back to that like Zion conversation we had where it's just so early that we can't like put him there, but like he's going to get there. This is a smaller scale of that. Um, but if I had to predict how Trey Jones's career might play out, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it plays out somehow similar to Tony Parker, if they do get women, Yano in. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. And, and yeah. then, and then we're looking at a guy who's a career like facilitator. He probably peaks at about 15, 16 points a game and is like multiple years over seven to nine assists. And it's like, man, he was a key contributor on like three Spurs championship teams, right? And this is going on like a best case scenario for him. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he's going to be better than John Wall all time, but time will tell. Yeah, uh, that's very well said. I don't really have anything else to add other than just pain. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of just trying to bait, like, because I said I prefaced by saying, like, oh, like this mainly this season, or I guess the past couple seasons, whatever. But I was trying to see if anyone would take the bait and you know take my boy Trey Jones uh, over John Wall, which I mean, I mean, right now, yeah, I think we all would, but you know, give it, give it a couple more years. Ah, uh, R.I.P. John Wall. But anyway, let's yeah, yeah let's, let's stop, yeah. let's stop, you know, yeah. rubbing it, rubbing the dirt on and John Wall. We yeah, can, well, let's talk trash about somebody who's fun to talk trash about, and that that's playoff P man, PG thirteen. Oh. Um, Christian, I, I'll let oh. you. Do you want to go first, or do you want? You know, I'm very interested to see. Oh. I think I actually kind of want to see what you guys have to say. Um, I know. All right, then Luke. I know you said you had on Earth with Paul George, but we'll see. I got a couple uh, pretty good guys here. Um, I, jeez, I, I have a feeling I, I, I have two guys. I'll, I'll cut two. Oh, I would just use your best list, one. But... Yeah, I think okay. we probably got time for one each. All right. Well, in that case, oh jeez, Paul George better or worse than James Harden? Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, well, Paul George you know what, still doesn't have a ring. And neither does Harden. And well, Harden does beat him in pretty much every statistical category and has gotten gamed by like half the league. So I'm going to go with James Harden. Um, as much as Paul George provides defensively, it's clearly proven to not be enough. Uh, I mean, the guy really can't get to the conference finals on his own, let alone even sniff the finals. 
Uh, and Harden at least can do that with some help. So, given it's James Harden here. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to the bus driver, bus rider conversation a little bit. Um, I, I think that Paul George's Indiana years get a little forgotten about, but they weren't like James, anything close wise, to James yeah, Harden. Years. I don't, I don't think they could compare. But as no. for just that role that they played, oh yeah, Paul I George think he was, was the bus driver on. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I think he was the bus driver on a team that pushed the Heat to seven games. But uh, James Harden was the, I mean, the semi truck driver carrying. Uh, like a 15 wheeler behind him, um, taking and the Warriors to 17 games. Like, uh, and look, <laughs> and just reading the accolades, right? Like, Harden got more all stars, he's got three scoring champs, uh, seven all NBA. He's on the top 75 team, he has an MVP, he has that six man of the year as well. Um, and he was the assist champ in 2016 17. And then Paul George, seven all stars, he got the steel champ, six all NBAs. Um, you know, most improved player for all, for all defensive teams. I mean, two all-time players, honestly, uh, when it comes down to it. But, yeah, I got to go hard in here. I think he's, when it's all said and done, he's easily a top-five shooting guard all-time. And I cannot say that for Paul George. That small follower. I, I got a – I have an Indiana Pacers. When I – I used to be – my dad's from Indiana, so he was always putting the Indiana sports on me. So I was a huge Paul George fan. Like, I got his jersey and stuff. He was another guy like John Wall who I was really big on early in my – just in my life. But, yeah, I'll let um, – Caleb, do you have a guy, Christian? Yeah, I, I got a guy. I've got a couple here. So if it gets too easy, we can we can switch it up. But I, I, I think this should be a, a little bit interesting. Um very similar play styles from these two guys, but better or worse all time than Paul George, Jimmy Butler. I knew that one was coming. He was on my <laughs> list as well. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Talk about a difference in the playoffs, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Well, like in his peak, Paul George was good. But even that's like. Holy cow. I don't know. Like a part of me. Okay. If I was an NBA GM right now and I had an open small forward spot, um, I think I'm taking Paul George, if I'm being quite honest with you, but oh man, I, I feel like, but like why that that's I, like, I guess I keep kidding myself with like the why. And that's the craziest it's, part is because I don't, I don't know why I feel like yeah, it's more to because the table it feels, than Jimmy Butler. Yeah. It feels right, but it's not, yeah, right. I don't think it's, it's not, right. I don't think well, it's I'm right. trying to give my, because it's like Jimmy Butler can score in the playoffs. He can really do anything in the playoffs. And Paul George playoffs. always sells in the playoffs. He always plays worse. Like I can't feel good really about either answer. I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. I guess Paul George still has a little bit of time. Like, he, he kind of needs to, like, go on a run with the Clippers, like, oh, this yeah. year. Like, oh, as bad gosh. as that sounds. Like, Jimmy Butler averaged 27 points per game in the playoffs last season. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> and Paul George 21 in the do that. He doesn't do – like, Paul George doesn't elevate like that. A little, like, going with Jimmy Butler. There's so many – my eyes have just been open today. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Dude, really, really, man. I, I think, yeah, I think strictly based off place, like playoff performance, I, I think I'm going to have to give it to Jimmy Butler. I can't believe I'm saying this, but 
man. I, I, I had a, I don't, that I hurts. Don't, I had to I do a lot of sorting of players. I today. don't have I to make a case, but I do want to say that uh, the playoff P narrative that I, I that originated in the bubble was that the I mean, absolutely. I, think it was, I thought it was actually probably with Thunder. I, Paul thunder. George historically is is not that He's not bad, bad in the playoffs. He gets this yeah. knack. I mean. Let me just read his playoff just points per game. Oh, going back it's not atrocious. 22, it's just... 27, 28, 25, 28, 20 in 2020, and then 27 last year. And when you look mm. at his like regular numbers, those are all elevated except for one where he averaged 28 with OKC his last year. Um, all that to say I'm still taking Jimmy Butler because he just elevates that much more. He literally increases by seven points per game in the playoffs. It's it's yeah, that's ridiculous. astonishing. And like when you get into this conversation about Paul George, you always have that backdoor like, oh, well, he's one of the best perimeter defenders too. like throw that in there. But that doesn't hold up when you're going against Jimmy Butler, who has more all NBA or, or all defensive teams. So, yeah, I, I got to go Butler, yeah. which is crazy because I actually I like Paul George. I, I've always you know stood up for him in conversations, but. Uh, Butler. All time. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with him as well. I just, all I got to say now is Damian Lillard FaceTime. Ever since then, oh man, I just, I haven't looked at Butler. Yeah. And, the, and same. the other thing too is I, I think Butler's lasting legacy is going to be the guy who was always just came up short, but always took his team as far as he possibly could with what he was given. And that's not how we're going to remember Paul George, right? Like my lasting memory. Of Jimmy Butler is always going to be him, like almost passing out from exhaustion in the bubble finals. That's right. Damian Lillard is my lasting memory of Paul George. So, yeah, yeah. no, it is. It is very good take. Um, I, I had a guy, but we can honestly just pivot to who he played for. Um, well, who you got? We'll, we'll more, run it quick. The only reason he's here is because he has way more wing. Way more wings, way more rings than Paul George, but it's not really. He had some ability when he played in his prime. Uh, Andre Godala. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know, man. Of everyone on Golden State, who's taking Martians, that last shot? <laughs> who's, who's taking, taking that last shot? shot? The Martians have the death team pointed at her. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going Paul George, man. I know you're trying to specifically bait me with the rings in this one, but yeah. I was, but then I realized <laughs> who Paul George was. And it's like, as much as, you know, he gets slander and flack, we're all still realistic to an extent. I mean, we have our biases, but come on, dude. There, there's no way. Like, if you put Paul George on any of those Warriors team, it's broken. Like, it's it's just broken, so... Yeah, give me Paul George. That's yeah, nice I one. mean, I'm also a firm believer in the 2015 Finals MVP is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, what happened to concur, it's I, I, I really have no understanding as to how he got that award. But, I mean, pulling up his numbers, too, is, is kind of atrocious. The dude has an average more double-digit points per game since 2013 and has never done it as a member of the Warriors. So, Jeez, uh, man, that's yeah, it's a rough, rough go, but Paul George for sure. Um, yeah. takes us to uh, who he played for. So, 
the the classic segment, the classic segment. Um, Love it. I've got two and a half guys. So, like, <laughs> if that makes sense, I have three names. I think we, yeah, we can all just shoot for two. Uh, I know I got a guy here pretty quick, so um, all right, we'll just kind of uh, get I'll thing rip rolling. It then. I'll rip it then. Um, all right, this guy, no years, no position, just gonna rip it. Uh, drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves, then spent time with the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, went back to the T Wolves, and now currently plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Timberwolves, Jazz. You run those teams back again? Yeah. T Wolves, oh, yeah. Jazz, Suns, T Wolves, Cavs. That's such an interesting dude. Wow. Unbelievable. I, I, it's so dumb, man. That's, oh, he's got it. Oh, you've got it. He's got yeah, it. Yeah, I do have it. You've yeah, I know it. the country, I, country and everything, man. Country and everything. Okay. Can All right, I, Luke. Well, I'll give you the years now. Like, uh, drafted in 2009 <laughs> by the T Wolves. Uh, did not make his debut with the T-Wolves until 2011. Went to the Jazz in 2017. Went to the Suns in 2019. Back to the T-Wolves in 2020. And has been with the Cavs since 2021. Oh, man. Oh, geez. I really – I told myself I was going to study for this. And <laughs> I, I didn't. I simply didn't. Um, Bro, I don't know. I just want to go for. about. Studying. I don't know. I don't know how you'd study this guy, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, he isn't even no, you definitely have heard of this guy. Oh, you totally have. Yeah, but like it's it's been a minute. And he's on the Cavs now, and he was what absolutely. Was the team? What was the team before the Warriors? No, the T Wolves. Timberwolves. Jeez. He's best known first time on the T Wolves. Absolutely. And being okay. drafted before a certain player. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was for some reason the first thing that came to mind earlier was Alex Len, but that's definitely not him because he was on the Suns, and who knows what other teams he was on. Um, two thousand nine on the Cavs, old head on the Cavs. Oh, uh, he started with the T Wolves. Oh, jeez, yeah, he was okay, with the T Wolves from uh two thousand nine to two thousand sixteen. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Just, just Christian. Who is he? Well, it, it, it's not Johnny Flynn. It's uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, oh, jeez. Ricky <laughs> Buddy Rubio. I heard that so long. He just came back, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. yeah oh torn ACL. I forgot so. about him, man. Shout out Ricky Rubio. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Jesus. He's nice with it. He's nice with it. Um, I guess I'll give my guy. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know if you guys are going to. He's a known guy. But this career path is actually dicier than I remembered. Um, he, he was drafted in the 2017-18 season with the Mavericks. He spent time the next season with the Mavericks, but in 2018-19 he got traded to the Knicks. Then he was with the Knicks until, uh, well, 2020-21. So I believe that was the bubble. Then he got traded to the Pistons. And then last season he was with the Trailblazers, and now he's currently with the Hornets. So Luke, you lost. I don't got. Yeah, I don't got. I was about to say. I was actually gonna be kind of impressed, but uh, yeah. And for the record, uh, I know that sounds pretty brutal considering in 2017 he's played with like five teams in like five years, but um, he's actually getting significant minutes with the Hornets this year. Like if you watch any games, you know who he is. This is his first year with the Hornets? Yep. Uh, it's not Plum God, then. 
Um, oh my god. <laughs> Man. Um, I will shoot out another hint. Uh, J. Cole loves this dude. That's not Markel Fultz. Okay, that doesn't help me at all. Um, <laughs> That's unfortunate. He's in a dunk contest with J. Cole. Um, who was he drafted by? The Mavericks. The Mavs. That ain't gonna help me. Oh, jeez. Mavs to the Knicks. I plays significant minutes for the Hornets. Ah, uh, okay. Say so anyway, wait, team. Who was he drafted by? I think I might have it. Mavericks. Then after a year or so, he was traded to the Knicks. Knicks. And then midway two seasons ago, he got traded from the Knicks to the Pistons. Okay. Last year, he signed with the Trailblazers, and he is currently with the Hornets. I got it. Yeah? All right. Go ahead, Luke, because I got no weeds. Is it Dennis Smith Jr.? Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. I will, I will preface by saying, I, technically, I cheated a little bit because I pulled up the Hornets roster, but that's only because I know, like, three players on the roster. That's, that's fair, bro. Cool. If I if I, if I have to make you know pull how up the many roster, more I would get I if I just guessed one out of the 12 players, man? Hey, a, that was the only time that's ever been done in history. So. Uh, uh, say, yeah. That's what, I mean, I, you, that's what you guys it. need, man. Yeah, uh, you can say. Like, uh, that, that's almost a compliment. I got too much pride for that. Uh, I'm not giving uh, that to you, Christian. No way. I'm on, need, a very a handicap. I'm on a cold streak, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm the coldest of cold streak. Actually, I think I got one last week. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I was going to guess Ish Smith again. I would have got the last name right. but I'm not going to use him <laughs> probably for a while, if ever again. <laughs> oh, no, I will be the that next was, to use Ish Even, even reading that, that, I felt bad. I was like, no one's getting this. It's career path sucks. Yeah, Luke got right. it. <laughs> Yeah, because I was, I basically like, yeah, he was a staple of this game. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. it was not because of what he did. Um, but no, right, no, right. let's, yeah, yeah next guy I'll run up. my guy. I'll run my guy here. So, this guy, um, started off his NBA career in San Antonio. He played there for a year. He was then traded to the Pistons, um, for two years. After his stint with the Pistons, he was traded to the Clippers, was there for a year. During that same year, he was traded to the 76ers. And during that same year as well, he was also shipped to the Mavericks, where he played on the Mavericks for three years. And last year, he was traded to the Rockets, where he currently resides. Dang it, man. I thought I had it. That's not right. The Rockets don't have that that many old players. I promise you guys know this guy. I'm gonna be honest. Him going to the Rockets this year was kind of a like it. I mean, I remember seeing it, but it was like not talked about at all. I'll just give you another hint. Um, this guy is about as meme like this is for the memes, like as it gets. This is about as big as memes as it gets. And that word Jabale McGee figuratively and physically. He never said the Lakers either, so keep Clippers. Drafted by who? I'll give you the year. So, um, started off in 2015 in San Antonio. He was there 2015-16. Traded to the Pistons. He was there 2016 through 2018. 
traded to the Clippers, was there 2018 through 2019. During the 19th season, he was traded to the 76ers. Um, also during that season, he was traded to the Mavericks, and he was on the Mavericks until 2022 and was just traded to the Rockets in 2022, where he is now. I feel like this this is a guy who you don't really think about this type of stuff when it comes to him. Like, Clearly. Oh, Clearly, yeah. I'll, is... I'll give you another hint. It's a big man. You guys know this guy. Yeah, I'm very, sure I do. I always know man. the guy. Very big man. Very big man. Very big man. <laughs> okay. Well, that, might have, that might have sold it for me. That was impressive. That was impressive. Uh, man. This I'll might have been one concede. of my best picks. I will concede, yeah. If there was, to be honest, with less hints, I probably wouldn't have got this one. Which is actually surprising because you're right. This is a known guy. He's in a lot of commercials. Memes, big man. Used to yeah, be absolutely. best friends with Luka Doncic. Um, Tobias Harris. Tobias yeah, Harris. Yeah. Oh, gee, Caleb, you're going to be so mad. No, you're I'm speaking. picturing his face. Isn't he foreign? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, is this... He was in, he was in a John Wick movie. <laughs> yeah. Is it... It's not the other Bogdanovich, is it? Nope. What is that guy's name? I mean, I'll, I think you're he knows. pretty close. I yeah, think he knows. I think he knows. Know too. You're pretty close. <laughs> I think if I say it, you'll get it. Oh, Bogdan. It's just Bo. Bo- uh Oh, 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 <laughs> this is so oh, stupid. Oh. Right, not Christian, just say it. This is Loki like playing like Charles Barkley. I'm man. taking like, a, You know who it is. You know. I'm taking a half grade. Bo- Boban. 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 Yes. Boban. <laughs> oh, my, what's go. his last name? Marjanovic, dude. I. Marjanovic. That's so. That was I see you know the best part is because he's so big as a human. I see him on the Rockets bench anytime I see him play. I'm like, oh Boban. But like even during this conversation, oh it never occurred to me. It never occurred. Luca hint is what started the gears turning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. I I got a good one though. So to move on. I'm taking a half credit on that one. Well, probably shouldn't. I got a bunch of nah, hands, nah, you you basically you, you were saying it Bohan, Bojan. Like, you had the idea. All right, all right. This guy started his career with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh he was then traded to the Chicago Bulls. Uh then he played for the Atlanta Hawks. Last year he played for the Portland Trailblazers, and this year he's currently not on a roster. I think you're gonna be really mad if I say who this is. No way you're gonna get that off. Timberwolves, with, okay. Timberwolves. I think Bulls. I know. Timberwolves, Bulls. Who was it? Is Lakers? he a guard? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I know who this is. T Wolves, Bulls, Hawks, Blazers. Such oh, a good name. Hawks, so Blazers. Much I was thinking like Kendrick Dunn or something. Um, <laughs> is that? <laughs> no, it's not Kendrick Nunn. Okay, well, it's Ken- not Kendrick Nunn. That, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Christian's face. Oh man, the Spotify listeners aren't going to get that, but that was good. Okay, yeah, I was, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say, is it a Kendrick? Like, I don't know any other Kendricks, but. 
Okay. Yeah, um, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Timberwolves, Bulls. Drafted in 2016 by the Bull or the T Wolves. Traded to the Bulls in 2017. Uh, signed with the Hawks in 2020. Signed with the Blazers in 2021. And like I said, not on a team. This guy's already out of the league, man. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, is he known for absolutely anything besides Kendrick Lamar? Um, <laughs> Maybe being a bust. Yeah, yeah being a bust. He's a key Both asset. Fans getting his... really hype. Yeah, he's a key asset as a part of a trade the Bulls acquired from the T Wolves that did not work out. Jeez, man. Um, guard. He was Jeez. in the Zach Levine trade. I'll give you that. Um, clearly not D'Angelo Russell. He didn't even get drafted by the T Wolves. Jeez, yeah, I don't know. I'm blank. I'm blanking, bro. I got to start my studying, bro. Yeah. Fifth overall You're close. pick in the 2016 You're close with the, uh... draft, Chris Dunn. Yeah, the oh, Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> you said Kendrick Nunn, dude. I was literally. Oh my god, that's who I was thinking of, and I said Kendrick Nunn. Oh. My <laughs> <goodness> <laughs> I forgot Chris Dunn was even a name, bro. Come on, bro. Okay, well, yeah, that's pretty Kendrick. Yeah, okay. What, whatever, bro. Yeah, right. basically the same I'm taking player. my half point for that, okay? <laughs> I don't care. I'll take a quarter point for that. Oh, my god. I'll give it to you. Bro. I'll give you the quarter point. That was hilarious when Chris, me and Christian looked at each other. Kendrick Dunn, Chris Dunn. I, I was like, if how is it not Kendrick Nunn? Like, what? No, I was like, oh, <laughs> that, was, that was close there. Um, all right. I'll uh, – oh, jeez. This, this one's hilarious. Um, drafted in 2013-14 by the Nets. Stayed with the Nets for another season. Then the following year, he was with the Trailblazers from 2015-16 to 16-17. Then from 2016 through 2020, he was with the Nuggets in the uh, COVID season. He was with the Pistons. Last year, he's with the Hornets, and he is currently with the Hornets. Dude, I thought it was... Man. <sighs> Hornets. What is it with you and the Hornets players today, man? Dude, don't tell you me. You know what's funny is I, I actually had three guys written down, and this is number two, but all three of my guys were either current or former Hornets players. Is this Plum God? I'm just going to guess. I mean, which there's three. But the one on if the Hornets, wanna, man. If you <laughs> want to burn one of your guesses, um, <laughs> Luke, Luke, what did you have? An idea? It sounded like you were um, you were scheming well, I would, there. I don't know. I was kind of thinking of the Bojan something. I I can cooked on his name, but that Bojan guy. Um, I don't really remember him being. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, what years was he with the Blazers? Two seasons from uh, and actually this is kind of important. I guess 2015, 16, 16, 17. Like you would have been watching. It's not Nick Batum, is it? I will again bookmark that answer. Uh, we got Miles Plumley, Nick Batum. Hey, I don't think it's hey, Batum. Did you say Clippers? I did not say Clippers, no. And he's not, he did not play. Uh, it's not Nick Batum, then. 
Um, COVID season, he was with the Pistons. I guess that really doesn't help because he didn't make it to the bubble. Um, and then before that, he was with the Nuggets for a long time. Oh, before the Trailblazers. Yeah, I'm day. just going to book in Miles Plumley, and I know it's probably. Give me correct. Mason Plumley. Is it Mason? I don't even know, man. All it's right. Mason. So um, the answer was uh, it was Marshall Plumley. Oh, my. Um, no, I'm kidding. What? It was Mason Plumley. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking credit for that, man. I said Plumley. You definitely did. Yeah, you, you guys were right there. Um, I didn't know he was drafted yeah. by the Nets. I was thinking Brooke Lopez the whole way. I almost think I should have started with him, honestly, because he had a career path that, like, didn't follow. I didn't know. Yeah, I did not know about that. I well, did not know he was on the Blazers or yeah, I, Nuggets, mm-hmm. I kind of remember, but jeez. Yeah. No, you Pistons, said 2013 Nets, and I instantly thought of Chris Humphreys, and it wasn't him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chris Humphreys. Kardashian curse. But, All right, um, was there I leave one more? Yeah, am I, am I up to bat? Is this the last one? Last one. Yes, sir. All right. Um, you guys know this guy like everyone else in the NBA. You know him. Um, so, yeah, let's get started here. Um, I'm going to just give <laughs> you years because, man, this is quite the uh, career path. Um, okay, yeah, you're, so. You're going to regret that. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll see how we're feeling. So, um, Boom. 2013, this man starts off in the G League with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, guess he balled out and was upgraded to the Memphis Grizzlies the 2013-2014 season. Um, after that, in 2014, he returned to Santa Cruz. And yeah, I think I got the, it. Was then upgraded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. Um, after or That was also in 2014. In that same year, he was downgraded again to the G League to the Erie Bayhawks. Not sure what state be that's in. Me. Um, 2015, he goes to the Suns. Um, also in 2015, he returns to the Erie Bayhawks. Um, also in 2015, fourth team of the year, um, he goes to the Sacramento Kings, where he spent a year. Um, 2016 through 2018, he was with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I got it. Um, Portland Trailblazers, he was there for a year, 2018-2019, returns to Dallas for a year, 19 and 20, goes to the Sixers for 2020 and 2022, and traded to the Nets, where he currently plays now. Man, Christian, you get to feel like this every time? Yeah, most times. (laughs) That's crazy. This is such a good feeling. What in the world? Oh, you don't got it, Christian. Bro, bro played with the Santa Cruz twice. No, currently. In the- oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a second, you Seth Curry? <laughs> Seth Curry, baby. Seth, Seth Curry. That's such a with good the one. Grizzlies. Yeah, oh, I I didn't know he was on the Suns, the Grizzlies. Oh, the I Suns? knew. As soon as you said Santa Cruz Warriors, I was like ninety nine percent sure that you were either gonna say Seth Curry. I th- or Clay Thompson's little brother. Brother. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like Michael Thompson or Michael. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. I don't. <laughs> oh, wow. No, man. Okay. Back no. in those days, I was such a diehard Steph Curry fan that I was like low key following the Santa Cruz Warriors because of Seth Curry because I like wow. Steph that much. I, I got to respect yeah. that. I got to respect that. Yeah. I, I did not know he I was remember him on for this long. 
all Jesus. of those teams. Like, except the Grizzlies was a little like Grizzlies, I, Cavs, and Suns. I do not. Remember no, it was the Cavs that I did not. I almost thought it was Manimal bro, for a second. All this G League time, I was like, is this, this is a Manimal coming up? But <laughs> the, I your Nuggets. Sorry. <laughs> the the Suns, um, the Sixers, the Mavericks, and the Nets. I remember, and the Blazers very clearly for Seth Curry. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. That I will actually, say this: if yeah, you hadn't was... said Santa Cruz Warriors, I probably would have got there, but I can't guarantee that because I usually don't get. I, I feel like I had to because, oh, I guess I could have just could just said Jeans, but that eh, you know, I'm I'm not a you know. Hey, I beat Christian to everyone it, here. So. I, I've kind of given up on trying to stop Christian. Did. So. No, hey, you guys well, getting really close. The Boban and even that one, like they're making me think. The Boban. <laughs> The ball, the ball hey, ball. hey, it's a, it's a real win in my book when it takes over ten seconds. I'm gonna start yeah. bringing a stopwatch and hold it up. <laughs> yeah, that's a dub in my book. I'll take it. That's awesome. Uh, all right, well, thanks again for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Luke, thanks for coming on again. You're really spicing up these uh, NBA Tuesdays, making it making it a lot more fun, getting the different perspectives. So we appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, sure. looking forward to uh, next week. And Christian and I will be back on Thursday for a divisional round preview uh, with Jake to talk about the Vikings' loss. So uh, I'm sure you know those Vikings haters out there can look forward to uh, us giving Jake a lot of problems. Um, it's just a nice way of saying it. So, Jake, we love you, but uh, be ready. So um, <laughs> thanks again for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Peace. Peace.